God often speaks in many different things. If we were to ask each other how we each hear God, I'm sure there'd be a variety of different answers. Maybe we'd say through the Bible, when I pray, when I go out for a walk, in nature, in the mountains, through people, through situations and circumstances in my life, through a story. What about through a movie? Have you ever had that feeling when you're sitting watching a movie that God is speaking to you about something? You know, I'm often reminded about the fact that when Jesus taught the crowds about the kingdom of God, he used parables, he used stories to illustrate his teaching. As people, as human beings, we love stories. Stories seem to capture the kind of heart uh, or, or capture our hearts and our emotions and our attention in a way that maybe simple teaching or lecturing doesn't. See, stories engage us. They evoke empathy, compassion, anger. In short, they cause us to feel and not just to understand. In the 21st century, the way that we tell stories has evolved. And one of the ways that we do that is through movies and through television. <laughs> and I think the Spirit of God is still at work in this modern day uh, and, and in these modern parables to share insights into the Kingdom of God. Over the next few weeks, a few of us are going to choose a different movie that we felt God used to speak to us about his character, his nature, or about his kingdom. And so we're launching today what's meant to be a bit of a fun summer series called Finding God at the Movies. So this week, I'm kicking off, and you'll be relieved to know that I've not chosen an Avengers movie to talk about today. <laughs> so I'm going to start uh, with the movie, uh, and first of all, I'm going to read a quote uh, that's from this movie, and just to see if any of you can guess what this movie is. So I'm going to put a little emoji clue in the chat just now as I read this quote, and so if you know what movie that is, then answers below. If you're watching this live, you can pop it in the chat. Let's see who's the first to get it. Okay, so it says, here's the quote, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I wonder if you know what movie that quote is from. Has anyone managed to get it? Answers in the chat. <laughs> it is Coach Carter. So some of you might have seen this movie, maybe others of you haven't, um, but this poem, so it's not original to this movie, this is a poem written by a lady called Marianne Williamson, but this poem is used as a kind of powerful reoccurring theme throughout this, this movie. Uh, and there's actually another line in the poem which I love that has been left out and so I'll just quote it to you just now. Actually part of that poem is meant to say, we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, but it's in everyone. You know, the poem illustrates the kind of message of this particular movie in a powerful way. It's about identity, knowing who we are and what we're capable of. 
And so for those of you who have not seen the movie, what I'm going to do is just briefly summarise the kind of plot so that you know what we're talking about this morning. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend adding it to your watch list. So Coach Carter, the movie, came out in around about 2005 and it's based on the true story of Ken Carter, who was the basketball coach of Richmond High School. And so we find out at the beginning of the movie that Ken Carter, who's played by Samuel L. Jackson, that he attended Richmond High School himself as a child. Uh, and so he played basketball as a student there and when he starts the job as a coach, he still holds some of the top basketball records for the school. As the movie kicks off and gets started, we see that he's running a successful sports shop, uh, that he's been offered lots of opportunities to coach high school basketball teams. But it's while he's watching his son's basketball team playing against his old school that he observes firsthand the struggle of the boys playing for his old team. And it's in that moment that his heart is stirred. As he watches them fight with each other and struggle in the game, something in him rises up to feel like he could make a difference to them and to that team. So after much consideration and discussion with his wife, he decides to take on the job of becoming their new basketball coach. And so throughout the movie, there's lots of individual characters with their own stories, but I wanted to just touch or zoom in on one particular story, and that is the story of Timo. So here is my spoiler alert, but it did come out in 2005, so hopefully I'm not spoiling this for too many people, more just reminding you of the story. So Timo is a particularly talented basketball player on the team, but he is a young boy who's going through a conflict, um, an inner conflict, trying to figure out who he is and where he fits in the world. His cousin in the movie is inviting him into the attractive world of drug dealing, making lots of money and having status in their small community. For Timo, his model of what it means to be a man is to have people to fear you to and respect you. And so he starts carrying a gun and he's quick to fight against anyone who would disrespect him or his friends. But on the other side, he loves basketball. He loves his friends on the team and initially this new strong coach and this kind of disciplinarian figure is too much for him uh, and he ends up walking out and quitting. He walks out of practice. But as the movie goes on, he watches from the sidelines and sees the difference that Coach Carter is making to the team. The basketball team is being transformed to an often losing team, team to a much more frequently winning team and he wants back in on the action. But Coach Carter doesn't make it easy for him and so he wants to teach Timo that he needs to earn his way back through hard work, through discipline and eventually after a long and grueling process of press-ups and suicide runs up and down the gym, he eventually accepts him back onto the team. You know, throughout the movie we see this interaction between Coach Carter and Timo as he continues to ask him this question. What is your greatest fear? Another time he expands on this same question and asks him, what is your greatest fear? Is it that you are inadequate? This question seems to hang in the air of this movie as we watch the individual students fighting their own battles of identity. For Timo, it's finally following the tragic loss of his cousin that he realises who he wants to be and who he really is. And there's this emotional, fatherly embrace between Timo and Coach Carter. He's the one that he turns to in that moment of need. He's the one that helps him realise who he truly wants to be. 
And as he turns up to the next practice session, he finally understands the answer to this question that he's been asked again and again. And he responds by repeating those powerful words of the poem that we read at the beginning. Coach Carter is a true story and it's an inspirational one and makes for a great movie and there's some great inspirational quotes in it if you were to watch it. But ultimately, what he's trying to teach the boys is that greatness isn't just about winning basketball games, but actually it's about something bigger and more enduring. But what about us? What can we learn from this movie about the kingdom of God? Is there anything that we can draw out? Well, in truth sermon style, I thought that I'd pick out three themes that I particularly found spoke to me as I watched this movie. The first one, the biggest theme that I kind of see in this movie is this theme of the father's heart. And I think we really see uh, the father figure, the father character represented, represented by Coach Carter. It's when he watches the young players at the start of the movie, his heart is stirred and he sees their potential. Potential that he understands that without his intervention is going to go to waste. See, he understands the world that the boys are being brought up in because he had been there. This was his old school. He knew the challenges that lay ahead for them. Many of these boys had absent fathers. They had no healthy role models that they could follow or look up to. And so he understands their need for that, their, their need for a good role model, uh, someone to, to provide some structure, some discipline, but most of all, someone who believes in them, someone who sees them for who they are and what they can be and is willing to, to work with them to call it out of them. There's no one else in that moment that is stepping up for the job. Someone who's not just going to write them off and expect them to achieve little or nothing. See, a father loves, but he also calls out the potential. A father loves, but he also challenges us to be more than we already are. A father loves, but he invites us to work with him in order to grow us up. And I think our Heavenly Father is exactly the same as that. He sees us for who we truly are and for who he's made us to be. His view of us isn't affected by what other people think of us or the view of the world around us. You see, he sees our true value. He sees our true worth, even when we behave like rascal children. Our Heavenly Father invites us into a place of relationship with him to help us discover who he's made us to be. And it's not an easy process. It involves challenge. It involves discipline and it involves hard work, just like in the movie. Often, like Timo, it can be easier to just quit and walk away. But when we realise that our Father is on our side and is working for our good, that he is for us, that he's at work in our lives to fill us with purpose, maybe the challenges get a little bit easier when we understand that God is for us. God, our Heavenly Father, is for us. He loves us and he truly, truly sees who, what no one else can see. In James chapter 1 verse 17 it says that every good and perfect gift from above comes down from the Father. See God is good, he's a good Father and he wants to give us good gifts. But there's also a flip side to fatherhood. In Hebrews 12 verse 7 we see the flip side as it says this, endure discipline. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. It goes on to say a little later that God disciplines us for our good. <laughs> no discipline discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. 
Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained in it. I like those final words, they're trained in it. It's kind of in keeping with the theme of coaching that we're talking about today. God, our Heavenly Father, our coach, wants to train us up in the ways of righteousness so that we can live out the fullness of our lives in him, the fullness of life that he has created us for. (laughs) But it's not an easy process. As we submit to him and as we obey him, we begin to realise that he is for us, that he loves us and that he wants the best for us. The Father's heart is for us to succeed and for us to thrive. Secondly, the second point that I wanted to pick up from this movie is that we see an example in Coach Carter of a life laid down to serve. So he was a much sought after coach. He could have taken any job, um, any sort of more successful team uh, coaching job. He ran a successful business and he had no financial need or obligation to get involved with a basketball team. He didn't do it for the money, but he did it for the boys. He knew that without him, they'd continue down the roads they were on, roads that were going to lead to to struggle, to hardship, to failure, jail, or possibly even worse. For Coach Carter, he chose to sacrifice his own time and his own energy and his resources to make a difference. He took the gifts and the talents and the passions that he had and he chose to use them to serve others. Isn't this a picture of exactly what God calls us to do? He has given us gifts. He has given us talents. He's given us passions and interests. And the point of the gifts that God has given us is that we are to use them to serve and to serve others, to serve and to build his kingdom, to use those gifts to be able to do for others what they can't do for themselves, to connect with others, to build community, to build relationships. And we have a choice. We have a choice what to do with the gifts that God has given us. You know, can we use what we have purely for our own personal gain? Or are we going to use what we have to give and to share and to bless and to serve? It is the more costly option. I'm reminded by that verse in the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 35, that says, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. In that passage, they're talking about greatness. And what Jesus says is that true kingdom greatness comes from being the servant of all. Jesus modelled servanthood. Jesus modelled what it was to lay down his life so that others could truly live. And it wasn't an easy journey and ultimately it cost him everything. For Coach Carter, the journey wasn't too easy either. He had his own battles and criticisms that he had to fight against. But his reward was to see a group of boys thrive in a world that otherwise would have tripped them up. I think there's something about the way that God's designed us to feel a sense of achievement and satisfaction when we do something that makes a difference for another person. I don't know if you've experienced that, but we all have the potential to make a difference to someone. And I think for Jesus, his reward is to see us truly following his example, to follow him in his servanthood, to follow him in the laying down of our lives for the good of others. And finally, the last thing I want to draw out of this movie is that we see that growth of character comes through enduring challenges. We don't grow without challenge. 
unfortunately that is the sad truth our character grows when we face challenges and when we draw on everything in us to overcome them coach carter didn't make it easy for the boys and that was so intentional he wanted to teach them that life isn't easy but that you can overcome he had a grueling training regime and challenged them academically as well the boys went from coasting through life and through school, through missing classes, to having to actually try and to work hard, harder than they've ever had to work before. But as a result, they got fitter, they got faster and even achieved academic success. Many of them went on to go to college and play for college basketball teams where that wouldn't previously have been an option. See, Coach Carter knew that by challenging them, it would cause them to rise and give them the opportunity of a different life. It's hard to understand why life isn't always easy. There's a whole bunch of reasons. But in the midst of these challenges, in the midst of the stretch, God is at work growing us and preparing us to handle what we come up against, to handle what he has for us next. It can be easy to be short-sighted and just to see the situation that we're struggling in in that time, but God knows the bigger picture. He knows the skills that we need to develop. He knows what we'll need to face the future. And, And no matter how tough life gets, and let's be honest, there are times when it gets really tough, but no matter what challenges we face, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He promises to walk beside us through everything. Matthew 28 verse 20 says, And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. I love that. So, in summary, God is that picture that we see in the movie of that loving Father who wants the best for us and wants to call us into our full potential. Secondly, we are called to use the gifts and talents that we have been given to give away and to serve others. And then finally, our character growth often comes through facing up to challenges that come our way. Brilliant. I just wanted to finish this morning by just rereading that quote. Let's listen to those words as we read them again together just now. It says this, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love that. Let's pray. Thank you, God. Father, I just thank you that you are continuing to speak to us. Lord, I just thank you for all the ways that you you speak to us through your word, through your people, but also through movies, God. <laughs> and I just thank you for some of the messages that we've heard this morning. God, we just pause a minute and just bring before you anything that's spoken to our hearts. Lord, we just want to respond to anything that you are challenging or saying to us this morning.
Father, we thank you that you are our loving Heavenly Father, that you want the best for us. Father, would you help us uh, pursue you, pursue that relationship with you, be obedient to the things you're asking us to do. Lord, help us obey the father figures you put in our lives. Help us be good fathers and good mothers to other people that we would call out the gold in them. Father, would you show us where you're asking us to serve, where you're asking us to sow our gifts and our talents. And Lord, would you give us strength for the challenges that we're facing, even in this season, Lord. Would you give us all that we need to grow and become stronger and to overcome. Father, we welcome you afresh into our lives this week. Would you fill us up and go with us this week? In Jesus' name, amen.